All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's a beautiful morning. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Gola Jr. That is me. Back here live from Boston, Massachusetts, the DraftKings headquarters with Charlotte Wilder and my father, Mike Golick Sr. Friends, how we doing? It is draft day. Oh, I go God. back to this day in 1985 when I was drafted and signed my first contract for $62,500. Wow. With a $17,500 $17, signing bonus, of which I bought an IROC T-top. You bought it. Mom, mom let you do that? I know you guys weren't married we were at that point, then. but... Hell yeah, that's my money. I do what I want with it until we got married, and then... And then you... D- then, then I did whatever me. she said with it. My God, I feel like with that, <laughs> start, God. With that starting salary, was that back when you also worked your off-season job as a construction worker? I didn't. Just stop it. Now, the, the generation before me certainly did, but... We did not. I was able to live on my sixty-two five a year and, somehow, and, some way. And you know what? Football's gotten soft since then. But it really we has. Have, we used to have plumbers out there. We used right. to, have, you know. And now uh, everybody just expects men. to make a living.
living yeah, off you know of what? it. You used Come to play on. football and you were expected to learn a trade as there you well. Go. Yes. Right? Yeah. There you go. America's <laughs> falling apart. Now, now the rookies are making 500000 They're fat and happy. Oh. What are we doing? It's incredible. The nerve of them. Dedicated <laughs> off-season workout programs. Not ripping cigarettes no, in thanks. the halftime locker no, room. I prefer mine. Unfortunately for you guys, uh, we are going to have this draft in 2023. So none of these players will be for future uh, union members, at least in those unions. They will be NFLPA members. We've got that coming up tonight, round one of the NFL draft. All of us will be a part of DraftKings live streaming coverage of the first night of the NFL draft. Us, Mike Lombardi, a lot of the crew from over at VSIN, Je- uh, Emerson Lazia, Jesse Caulfield here at DraftKings headquarters. So we're pumped about that. Dad, you mentioned your draft experience. I also not of the first round ilk in 2013. I got to wait around and watch. I'm good at watching the draft because that was my only experience. I watched all my friends get picked in 2013. I was an undrafted free agent with the Steelers, and now I'm a sports talk gas bag at 33. So you can guess how that all went in particular order. But it's still a really exciting weekend. It's a fun moment where we get to watch a bunch of guys realize their dream in real time. And Charlotte, it's one of the more, I think, emotional days in sports for a lot of people who watch for that human element. Oh, absolutely. I feel like every year there's, whether it's the actual player, whether it's the player's parents, whether it's an unexpected, somebody going higher, somebody going lower, whether it's a kid. Gas mask bong. Gas mask bong. A kid announcing something. Um, I hope that they bring a dog out this time. I feel like there has been a lack of live animal announcers. Um, Like if there's a (laughs) Texas A&M kid, like let's get Miss Rev out there. It feels so obvious. I don't know I agree with you because I know. In all your stories, you always involve at least a dog or some sort of animal. Yes. And I dig that. Dogs make everything better. Everything. So I, I'm in complete agreement uh, with you. This is a, it's a fun day, but it goes from, I hope I hear my name early to, I hope I hear my name at all. And right. It's kind of was, was for, for me and Mike, because I waited a long time in the 10th round. Yes, kids, there was a draft that didn't have seven rounds. It was, it was 12 rounds, and I went in the 10th. Is there anything, Charlotte, in yeah. your life? where you had to sit around and wait for a phone call that was going to decide a big thing in your life. Yes, actually. Um, I think there have been several. I feel with a few jobs in sports media, which for me is the closest thing I've had to being in a league is being in sports media, which, you know, is not as physically demanding. Oh, no? You know, uh, really? You oh, might really? be surprised <laughs> to hear. You don't have to ice down on Mondays? <laughs> my well, my well, current body do, type definitely indicates that's that. That's just because I'm 34 now and I have, you know, musculature issues. Um, no, but I think that there's... The one that comes to mind is I basically got into zero colleges I applied to, um, which makes me feel good now because I'm like, okay, well, it turns out maybe that doesn't matter because I still have a job. So exactly. um, But I got into Colby off the wait list. So I was just sitting around being like I had sent my I sent my poems to a poetry professor and I was like, hey, if you like these, can you vouch for me? In admissions, and he did, and I got in. So don't say poetry doesn't ever do anything real. For Mike, you. Mike, I, I pray the answer is yes to this. On Wilder Wednesdays, have you had her read any poems? 
I this is the first time well, I have really had we, Charlotte's poetry brought to my attention, and now we know got what's our happening. We know what's <laughs> happening next Wednesday. <laughs> okay, so you best right. be prepared. I'll Nothing new. Uh, we want the stuff that got you yes. into college. Okay. I used to do this with Kelsey Riggs, who is a host and reporter at the yes. ACC Network at ESPN, who used to for a long time keep and write love notes back and forth to her childhood boyfriends and crushes, oh my and God. kept them all hundreds oh, of I remember them in shoeboxes. You do that, yeah, and you read and them. So we would go into the closet and read those notes your poetry is now the next in this lineage yes. of childhood notes and really adulthood notes like charlotte you are the tom brady 199 of poetry based college admission yes you realize that yes. right yes absolutely and uh not a day goes by that i take that for granted mike not a day you look goes at by. the list of people that <laughs> were accepted to different poetry schools before you and you just recite them in your yes. head i look at i look at my high school class and i'm like you might have gone to yale but i'm talking about sports exactly on the radio <laughs> Who's winning now? I gotta believe that's probably the high majority of people of what I'm speaking about, whether it's a call or waiting for that envelope. Yes. Did you get into the college? Yes. You get to that there or get accepted? Oh, yeah. it's it's that same bit of feeling because you do all of this work and then much like the NFL draft, your reward is now more work and harder work yep. in an even more yeah. competitive group of people. And, and as you we can't really do anything about it at no. that point. Like you're 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 you've done everything you can, as you sit there. Yes, you have. And so uh, that'll be interesting background. We got a great show for you guys today, as always. Download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us that five star rating. Uh, we're gonna have Jackson Smith and Jigba. Former wide receiver at Ohio State, obviously injured a lot of this yeah, last year. Him, but yeah. last season before that, in 2021, when Chris Olave was still there, Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year, Jackson Smith and Jigba had the most prolific offensive season of any of those guys in a year where Ohio State was once again in contention for meaningful football down the stretch. This tells you how good you are when you can miss most of the last year that you played. Yep. And, and he hurt yeah. it in the Notre Dame game. His the, hamstring. The hamstring and, yeah. and it really led to him not doing a lot during the year, and then still being, if not the top wide receiver in the team picture and going in the first round by missing most of your senior year. I missed most of my senior year. My projection after my junior year was like maybe the second round. Yeah. I missed most of my senior year with a shoulder. I went in the 10th round. Didn't quite work that way for me. <laughs> Did, couldn't live off that talent from junior year very well. I wonder well. If, if with the current media cycle, though, you could have. I feel like the, you get hyped up enough, and things are things are different enough. Could have put that out some videos of my own. Huh? Just saying. Yeah, start to put that out there. So Jamar Chase, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, you <laughs> not yeah. one of these things is not like the other when it comes to maintaining value through yeah. a season where you're not on the field in that final year. You know, what, coming up next though, let's get to media cycles and discourse around a different sport and a different athlete. The Milwaukee Bucks bounced as a one seed in the NBA playoffs. How do we define failure in sports? Next. <laughs> hey dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy.
Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. So the Milwaukee Bucks aren't having a great time this morning. Wow. You know who is, though? Adam Silver. (laughs) We have now the Miami Heat who become in the play-in era, so four years now into the NBA instituting the play-in tournament, the Miami Heat, led by Jimmy Butler and another 40-plus point outing, become the first play-in team to win a first-round series. Now, they're the sixth eight seed ever in the NBA to actually beat a one seed and go on to the second round, but they, Dad, go out and prove concept for Adam Silver in a way I'm sure if he's honest he was waiting for when he instituted this to continue to justify hey this is a thing meant to curb tanking but now you can sell legitimate hope to teams who are looking at this as how valuable can it really be relative to going out there and getting a pick and if we if, if LA if the Lakers could ever close out this series yeah you get two uh, in you know, one year get two in one year of, of the playing teams Listen, give all the credit in the world, obviously, to the Heat. Remember, Milwaukee didn't have Giannis for the game he got hurt and then a couple after that. But he was there for the two where they just got beat the last two. Yep. You know, was putting up over 30. Middleton had over 30. You know, they were both scoring. They were up 16 points going into at the start quarter. of the fourth yep. quarter in game five. They had been up double-digit points in the fourth quarter in game four and both found a way to give it away. It's unbelievable, Charlotte. I, I think... One of one aspect of this that I haven't seen talked about enough yet in the twelve hours since this happened is that it was <laughs> Grayson Allen who failed to put up the potential game tying or game winning shot at I, the end. I thought of that exact same thing when I was watching, going, so their last ditch effort, their last chance yeah. was in Grayson they Allen's went with hand. Grayson Allen. Which 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 just when you just say it out of con, it just seems out weird in right. a vacuum. Now, right. a lot of times a ball can end up of in course. somebody's hands you don't know, but it just seemed odd. It does, but I think it was indicative of what lost this for Milwaukee and what won it for the Miami Heat in this series was, and I know this sounds very general sports commentary, but it was execution in critical moments. Like down the stretch, there was that jump ball near the end of regulation right. where were it not for Chris Middleton making an incredible play to save that ball – they bumbled, fumbled what was a clear win coming off of that for them. Down the stretch, some of the fouls committed by that team. The fact that on the final play, Grayson Allen is the guy with the ball in his hands with the decision to make near the buzzer. All of those things are failure of execution where on the other side, you lost to a legitimate movie character Without in doubt. Jimmy yeah. Butler. Yeah. Completes one of the best first-round series performances we've ever seen. Maybe one of the best NBA playoff series performances we've ever seen. And finishes it off walking into the final huddle. The last shot in regulation to tie it at the buzzer. They go in there and Eric Spolstra's talking to the media after the game saying... 
I drew up a play, and Jimmy Butler looks at me and says, I want the last shot. I'll make it happen. He gets the pass from Gabe Vincent, and falling down, bodies leaning into him, shot puts it up to tie it at the buzzer and force overtime where they win. He's a legitimate movie character, and it makes this feel infinitely worse for Milwaukee on the other side because whether it's clutch performing, performing in the postseason, this thing we lionized, and now demanding the ball at the end of regulation for the final shot, he is every sports cliche made sense into a person. And, and, and I'm going to go there I right know. now. I'm oh, waiting. No. I'm ready I'm for it. I'm going to go there I'm because ready for it. he is a movie character. He is Jimmy Chitwood Butler. <laughs> and the two of you disgust me Listen. for not only never seeing Hoosiers, but not wanting to see Hoosiers. Well, I never said that. Well, he did. Yeah, you know? I, okay. I have no desire There's to see no that desire. movie. I don't want to watch white people pass. This is a Jimmy Chitwood play. So... Way to go, Jimmy oh. Butler. You've copied Jimmy Chitwood. Great. And for those whoa, whoa, that don't whoa, know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, hold on. You did, we did watch the clip before this. Right. We watched the clip. I think Jimmy Butler's shot was a little more impressive. But it's not about the shot. It's about the... So in Hoosiers, for those of you that haven't seen it, oh, and boy. if you haven't, get yourself <laughs> yeah. an education and go see it. State championship, last shot, timeout. Gene Hackman, who's a coach, calls a timeout. And he says to Jimmy Chitwood, who is the star... They're going to expect you to take a shot. You're going to be the decoy. And he starts to drop another play, and all the other players are kind of hanging their heads and going, what are you doing? And Gene Hackman is like, what's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> and Jimmy Chitwood just looks really up and Gene says, Hackman. it's a good Gene Hackman. I'll make it. And that's it. He said, all right. Go give the ball to Jimmy. Get the hell out of the way. And, of course, Jimmy makes it. Jimmy Chitwood, Jimmy Butler just brought in Jimmy Chitwood last night to the win. First off, in that yeah. huddle, I don't know how you dropped that final play because Jimmy <laughs> Chitwood looked exactly like the rest of the white faces with comb-overs in that huddle. That's so. okay. Chitwood, you know exactly who Jimmy Chitwood is. And I'll He say, looks at it, sort of like Grayson Allen, if we're being uh, honest. Yeah, I was going to say, Grayson, as he watches Hoosiers and goes, see, I can do this. <laughs> Chitwood made the shot. Okay? Well, okay, okay. And the thing I would say is the major difference between the two is exactly what Charlotte brought up here. we got to call it what it is. Gene Hackman brought up a garbage after timeout play there. The ATO from Eric Spolster Right, way better. I agree. Got a great yeah. look yeah. there. Got a better yeah. look. Well, albeit a contested look, right. but at least was trying. They threw the ball out to Jimmy Chitwood and gave us the possession that we got in front of the uh, at the end of the Kings yeah. and uh, yes. Warriors game, <laughs> where you got a trap from Draymond and step up top when you try to go iso ball, and now all of a sudden you're up bleeps creek. It, it is amazing though when you see a lot of these plays at the end where they have the timeout and you come out from it. It's just a clear out. And it's like, yeah. what the hell were you doing in the timeout? I agree. That's what like, I asked Jimmy about Ch Gene Hackman. Uh, no, I agree. Terrible play. It wasn't the fact that it was a Jimmy terrible Chitwood play. Jimmy Chitwood It was Jimmy Chitwood called for the ball, yeah. much like Jimmy Butler called for the ball. And I do think, you know, I feel like everybody argues about is momentum a thing in sports? Sure. Is clutch a thing in sports? I think it's actually hilarious that the NBA now has a clutch player of the year award. Which Jimmy Butler finished runner-up to De'Aaron mm -hmm. Fox Yes, this year. exactly. Oh, I thought he lost to Jimmy Chitwood. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I think that whether or not you believe in momentum, whether you no or not you believe in clutch, I think the one thing that you can believe in is confidence. And I think confidence comes from success. And Jimmy Butler balled his butt off in this whole series and at the very end he's like 
given the past data of my performance, there is no reason for me to believe I won't bring this home for us. And I think that is a major difference. I don't think the Bucks had, I mean, they're playing, Giannis had been hurt. He comes back. He played well, you know, yeah, put it did. 30. But at the same time, there is that little bit of shakiness that Jimmy Butler just didn't have. He doesn't have shakiness. He no. doesn't. A- a- at all. And you give the rest of your team that confidence when you've got a yes. guy that's playing at that level. Mike Ryan from the Levitard Show tweeted last night in overtime, Jimmy Butler was on the court with Cody Zeller, Caleb Martin, Max mm-hmm. Struess, and Gabe Vinson. Like, that should not be a team that's capable of taking down no. the one-seed Milwaukee Bucks. Now, speaking of that, on the other side, we do have the Bucks collapse in this, which is biblical. Right. And it all came to a head when Giannis was talking after the game and was asked by a reporter whether or not this season was a failure. This was his answer. Do you view this season as a failure? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know. Um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. Hmm. So, a couple hmm. things here. Uh, Dad, I see the, the incredulous look on your face. Is there such a thing as failure in Hell sports? Hell yeah. It's a failure. Yes. Yes, there is. I don't think athletes want to... No athlete wants to sit up at a press conference and say, what was the guy's name, Eric, the reporter? Eric. Yes, Eric. Eric. Yes, Eric. You're exactly right. You know, it was a failure. They don't want to do that. They don't want to agree with that. But but there are teams with that expectation where if you don't get there, Michael Jordan... No, his other nine years weren't failures... But what, would, what did Michael Jordan think when they have teams good enough he feels to win a championship, which Milwaukee does, and they don't, they think it's a, they think it's a failure. Say, we failed this year to get where we thought we should have gone. Well, and that's what I think would have been a much more powerful thing for Giannis to say is yes. This was a failure. There's a difference between losing in the finals and losing in the first round to an eight seed. There's just a difference. And I think that actually when he says there's no failure in sports, the only thing there is consistently in failure is sports because only one team is going to win that championship. And if you have that Michael Jordan mindset, yeah, the rest of it is not measuring up. Yeah, I I think... The easy answer would have definitely been, and like the right sports answer if you want to avoid all the weird right, discourses, right, just right, to right. say, yes, it was a failure and yeah. move on. Yeah. But Giannis said the real part at the beginning. You asked me the same question last year. That was an answer that clearly he had thought oh, about a little bit a more than in that press yeah. conference. Yeah. And if pressed upon again, was going to be ready to come with there. Because, Charlotte, you brought it up. So many athletes have to live with life outside of the ultimate prize, and you've got to find ways to rationalize that. And so, yeah, in the heat of the moment, when you're asked a question that you're probably going to give the contrarian answer to no matter what that person says this is well articulated i think it's a good sentiment as far as how to approach the work of doing this job where failure is more often the outcome than not but there is a finality of and myra metcalf i saw said this best 
Giannis is not a failure. There are players on that team, the individuals that are not failures, but the team goal with where you're at right now in the NBA universe is a championship every year. And if you don't accomplish that, right. that's a failure, and that's okay to say because that's a goal I'm sure that they have stated inside that building. I might even change it if you get to the final. I think, Charlotte, you made yeah. the point. When you lose to an AC, to me, that's a failure. Oh, you, yeah. You lose in the finals? I'd be more apt to say that's a real big disappointment sure. yeah. as opposed to yeah. failure because you got to the title game. You're, you're right there. So it would be muted a little for me. But not even though he did miss a couple of games, but he was back sure. and playing when Miami went two yeah. in a row on him to yeah. end the series. So they were at full strength then. I also think one of my favorite parts of his answer is comparing. I, my favorite thing in a press conference is when an athlete turns a question on a reporter oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. is like, do you get a promotion every year? Yeah. You're like, no, because our industry's dying, buddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This, there are bigger forces at play. Like, yeah. you know. This is bigger than yeah. basketball right now, Giannis. I need you to listen. Not, but no, I mean, I, I do think it's great when they're like, do you get a promo? And then they and then he's like, so do you? And he's like, no, I don't. And he's yeah. like, is that a failure? And you're like, well, yeah. And I, and now it's sad because I make a lot less money than you yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reporter just starts gently weeping. Yeah, and you're like, you're like, yeah, it is a failure. Yeah, it's it's so so rough, my rough, mom reminds me every time I call home. I think one of the most interesting things that happened last night is one thing you never expect a five seed as home court i know the knicks dumped the calves and finished them off now that's the knicks and the heats a five against an eight which is a dream oh my gosh but you never think as a five you're gonna have home home field home court home anything no no you don't so it's uh, the nba playoffs are now going to get to some of the exciting matchups we've got you know boston against the 76ers also in the second round if they can close out atlanta after they push janet jackson potentially potentially Charlotte, your Knicks are already moving on like we talked about, so lots to be excited about there. But we've also got the NFL draft coming up, like we said. Jackson Smith and Jigba are going to join us here soon. But in the meantime, I wanted to do some whispering with you guys here quick. Mike Lombardi does a great job over at VEASAN, former NFL executive, put out his day before the draft whispers. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see for you guys what you thought on a few of these and what we've got odds-wise in the DraftKings Sportsbook leading to tonight. Um, so I'll just I'll whisper these to you, and you guys can tell okay. me if you want to respond sports, with a roar or a whisper. Sports ASMR. The sports whisper. Yes. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Stu Gatz in the sports whisper. Arizona might finally listen to Kyler Murray and take offensive tackle Paris Johnson out of Ohio State at the third pick. Mm. At the third pick? No. I no. absolutely not. Th- th- this could be the worst or top three worst rosters in the league. So to me, the whole situation is, does your grade for a Will Anderson or a Tyree Wilson, is it better than the grade of where you would trade down to and who you could get them? But you pick up more assets because they need a lot more assets than just one person. But if you have a really high grade on a Will Anderson or a Tyree Wilson, in my eyes, you don't pass that up. I don't know. I I feel like the Cardinals, I feel like trading down is the smartest thing for them. If your roster's in in shambles the way it is, is, what's one guy going to do for you? I I would tend to agree. A little rich for my taste, even with the beef love. He's plus 200 to go third overall on DraftKings Sportsbook, plus 500 to be the first non-quarterback taken in the draft. (laughs) This one gets interesting. Seattle will move down in the NFL draft. Um, now, a lot of people have mocked Jalen Carter to them. He's uh, over-under for the draft position. Is at six and a half? Charlotte, do you think that Seattle actually passes up on one of the best defensive prospects we've seen, even with the off-the-field issues? No, no, I don't. And I think that they need that help. And if they can get that player that, you know, people have been saying they've 
talk to him and they feel better about the off-field issues. So then, I don't know. I, I, I would be, I'd be surprised if it happens, but I think it would be very juicy if it, if it does. I say see Arizona here. Seattle's defense stinks. They're horrible. So I'll say again, what you're great on, Jalen Carter. Yeah. If you feel you can drop back and pick up more assets to help out the defense more with what you had that, that you brought in the offseason, then do that. So that, that's the thing, because I don't disagree with you about yeah. Arizona. If they want to trade down and grab more picks, to me it's just all about the grade that you have. If you have a grade of Will Anderson of that, if you have a grade of Jalen Carter that says, we can't just can't pass them up. Then you take them. But if you feel you can pick up more assets, then go ahead and move back. We had that conversation about the Seahawks' public statements about building with high-character guys yeah. in the draft last year. That's a word that comes out conveniently when you can sell that to the public. Exactly. In actuality, you draft the really good guy yes. when you have a chance to draft the good guy. Jake yep. Dillon, Carter, and Prosper. <laughs> last one here, a whisper. The Falcons drafting B. John Robinson in the top ten makes zero sense. Dad. You agree. Bijan uh, Robinson, see, by the way, draft position over under 10.5. I, I put him in our mock draft yesterday. I gave him to, to Philadelphia at 10. I know there's this whole thing about running backs not lasting long. You shouldn't take him in the first round. Quite honestly, it's probably when you get him on your best contract and, yeah. and not have to pay him like what's going on with Saquon Barkley uh, with the Giants now. But I think a weapon like Bijan Robinson who can catch the ball and run the ball, that's the running back of today where he can still play most of the downs, but you'll still have some help for him as well. So I look, look at Brees Hall. Brees Hall went in the second round, right? And he was going to be the offensive rookie of the year. So I don't have a problem taking a, a running back in the in the first round as long as he's a multiple threat. Well, I also think it's sort of I have a if I were a GM, I think I would do it because you look at guys like Christian McCaffrey who've been the difference maker, and it's like, well, why not? Sometimes mm -hmm. you just got to take a little bit of a flyer. I think it requires self-awareness as a team. I think it'd be a mistake for Atlanta because they've got way too yes. far to go for him to make a difference. Philly, Philly, Philly? like yeah. we talk about, a it's team a that's a little further along in their NFL life cycle right now, you add that, now it's the capstone on greatness rather than someone shouldering too much of a load. Let's get to another big weapon. <laughs> As we put a bow on some draft whispers from Mike Lombardi leading into tonight's NFL draft, I want to get to this one. Hearing the Packers love Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Lightning quick out of the slot can help their young quarterback in Jordan Love. His draft position on DraftKings Sportsbook is over under 12 and a half. And so... Guy we could expect some pretty great things from. We got to sit down, catch up with him a little bit yesterday, and talk to Jackson Smith and Jigba about his process in the lead-up, what he brings to the table, his quarterback, who's been off-talked about, and a little unknown fact about his former head coach and Ryan Day at Ohio State. Take a listen. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIT. Only on the DK Horse app. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus, 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. First off, appreciate you taking the time. We know you're uh, here on behalf of Ty with the NFL, so can't wait to hear about that and all the work you're doing leading up to the draft. But um, uh, are you are you nervous at this point? Or are you more excited? How are you feeling right now? Yeah, I, I got a lot of emotions right now. Um, I'm, I'm excited, nervous, um, but ready, ready for tomorrow. I'm excited. Is there anyone you've called on for, like, advice in the lead-up to this weekend? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, Garrett Wilson. Um, he's, he's actually, uh, made it down here in Kansas city. So, um, just hearing his thoughts on it, you know, he's just telling me enjoy it once in a lifetime. Um, you know, just take it all in. So that's what I'll be trying to do. I, I was, I was going to ask, you were part of a pretty prolific receipt wide receiver room at Ohio state. So are, are those guys like between him and Chris Olave that you've been hitting up a lot throughout the process, even while you were still in school, like what did they tell you about their first year in the league? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, those those are some guys I call my friends. So you know, it's awesome to stay in contact with them, and you know, definitely get some information like I've been doing for the past couple of years now, and uh, getting feedback. And yeah, they just they just say you know, routine is is definitely important. And um, you know, they they really the the main advice they give me is just be myself, and you know, continue to you know keep my head on straight, and and, and don't forget you know the end goal. Is there a lot of pressure being in that Ohio State wide receiver room, knowing the kind of guys that have come before you? Oh, one hundred percent. You know, a lot, the most, a lot of pressure. You know, the most pressure you can you can find in a room in, in college football. But you know, pressure is is a privilege, and you know, I was, um, I was honored to be in that room against uh, amongst you know great guys. You know, like Chris and Garrett and Marvin, and you know, the list goes on. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Do you look now like leaving the room to Marvin there and feel like it's in good hands? It's in great hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's in great hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's in great. Uh, hands. Now at the helm of that room, Brian Hartline's become one of the most notable names in college football. He's taken the reins as the offensive coordinator this year. Why do you think he's been able to get so much out of you guys in that room? Yeah, I mean, he's he's played the position. He's been in the league for you know a number amount of years. So. Um, just to get his feedback and and, and um, learn his brain. And, you know, it's been an awesome opportunity for me and, and it's helped me develop and, you know, to the player I am today. And I'm sure a lot of guys would say the same, but, you know, him just, you know, him with Coach Hart, you know, he keeps us on our toes, you know, every day we come in, you know, it, it's a battle and we're trying to compete and see who's the best. So, you know, for him to, you know, bring that, you know, uh, a pro-like atmosphere you know, it was awesome to see it, you know, at a young age at Ohio State. When you say keep you on your toes, how did he try and keep you guys on edge? What was the kind of stuff he was doing to make sure you were locked in? Oh, man. Man, there's a lot of stuff, you know. The meetings, the meetings were great, you know. Literally, the meeting room, um, him going over stuff, him, you know, bumping his music, bumping his 50 cent, and uh, making sure everybody's all calm, uh, all relaxed, but, you know, got our game faces on, ready to go, you know, every day at practice. Wait, he's a 50 cent guy. So was he trying to put you guys on his music or were you uh, guys trying to put him on your music? How'd that go? Oh, we do a little bit of both, you know, Coach, Coach Hart is very versatile. So, you know, he likes the young, he likes, 
you know, for us to, you know, jam our music, but you know, he plays his, he plays his old stuff. <laughs> Man, you don't know how much that hurts my heart here in 50 cent is the old stuff now. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm around his age. So that was, yeah. that hits close to home right. uh, for you. You know, obviously this past season, certainly not what you or anybody wanted, unfortunate because of the injury role in that. But what did you learn over the course of this last year while you were dealing with all that? Oh, I mean, I learned that, you know, I got a foundation. I got, you know, people who love me and people that I can go to and talk to, you know, during difficult times like that. And, um, you know, I, I think it drew me closer, you know, to my faith and my family and, and to myself as a person, you know, which overall, I feel like it's going to, you know, definitely made me a better man and, and it's going to make me a better uh, player here this next year. I, I have no doubt. I mean, we all we all saw what kind of player you were because for your lasting memory for everyone, I think we all go back to that Rose Bowl game. Take me into your mindset in that game. Like, when did was there a feeling where you just knew you were in the zone and no one was going to stop you that day? Yeah, I'm, that was on the flight. Um when we landed, honestly, <laughs> I, I've never been out there. And, you know, I, I kind of knew that, you know, the opportunities were going to unfold, especially with Chris and Garrett being out and I was going to have to take on a bigger role. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you, you know, you can't, you can't really imagine, um, you know, having a game like that, but, you know, um, I was just excited. It was a crazy game, great game versus the Utes, you know, a, a great program. And, you know, I was honored to be alongside my guys and, you know, get the W. I don't know. Have you seen like the Mr. Go 30 stuff online? The guy who does the videos of like the film room breakdowns? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw it. Did you feel bad at all knowing the guy you were torching was a running back who was out there playing corner? Like to part of you be like, man, I didn't have to do like my fellow offensive guy like that. <laughs> watching him try and chase you down. <laughs> no, I didn't care. Honestly, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Any, any, I don't be, like, I didn't know any guys that were in front of me. I just knew that, you know, we had to put some points up on the board and whoever was in the way was getting dealt with. So, I mean, I guess it was just his time, but you know, he was a great player though. He, he made a lot of plays on both sides. So he did what he could. It was just his time. That's a, that's a line I want to take to the bank for sure. I, I, speaking of someone else who's getting ready to make this jump with you played with a great quarterback in CJ and what you guys were able to do as a part of that offense You've seen so much, I'm sure, of the conversation around him in the lead-up of this draft. Who is CJ to you as a player, as a person? Are you surprised by all the noise we're hearing right now? Uh, no, not surprised. I mean, this is what it comes with. And, uh, you know, if you don't know CJ, you know, you, there's always going to be speculation and rumors and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, how I know him and how I know how, you know how he is, you know, he's a leader, a, a competitor, a person who loves the game, a person who draws you know, the team and to getting that one common goal. And, uh, you know, he's a winner and uh, anybody will be lucky to uh, pick him up tomorrow. Is there anyone throughout this draft process leading up to it, whether it's training or anyone else, someone who didn't go to Ohio State where you thought, man, that person would have been a really good teammate. I really enjoyed getting out, you know, be around this guy in training or somewhere along the process. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's a team up north guy. Uh, Mozzie Smith. He was, he was, yeah, I enjoyed him. He's a good guy. Um, spent a lot of time together, worked out. Didn't, didn't know how it was going to be at first. Never really, don't really talk to those guys, but ended up being a good guy. Ended did you guy. did you guys discuss the game at all? Like, did it come up? How did that uh, work? No, he, he, he spared me. He spared me. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't do that, which I appreciate. 
<laughs> Man, there, there you go. You know what? We like to see on the other – you realize on the other side of playing in college, everyone's got a lot more in common than they do apart. So I'm right. glad you guys were able to mend fences. This is good for Ohio State and Michigan relations heading into the NFL. Did you, uh, did you have a favorite moment from that rivalry? Like, is there anything you remember about that? Yeah, it was my first snow game. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, realized I can play in the snow, you know, at a high level. So, yeah, that was, it, was, it was a fun game. It sucks that we didn't come with the W, and I know how much it means to the university. Um, but, you know, we, we, we tried. First, first snow game. So what were you most worried about going out there? Were you a guy like going to go no sleeves? Did you try and yeah. go shirt off in the warm up to psych him out? How'd you approach it? Yeah, yeah. I had sleeves on. I had sleeves on. But then I, I was realizing when I was warming up, like, it's not that cold. You know what I'm saying? And, and guys got, you know, a lot of guys got sleeves. So I, I took it off before the game and, you know, um, and I was ready to go. Yeah, I was warmed up. So so somehow you end up in, like, Green Bay or something like that. You're good to go for the cold. You don't got to worry about it. Yeah, I'm good to go anywhere in the world. All right, there we go. <laughs> ready ready to go. Uh, ready to go. All right, well, we know you're also ready to go here. You're here on behalf of Tide with the NFL. So tell us about what you going on, got going on with them and how they're helping you get ready for the draft. Yeah, Tide. had a long relationship with Tide. you know, growing up. You know, grandma, mom, everybody, you know. Um, was using Ty growing up. So, you know, I trust them to make sure that my fit tomorrow is, you know, um, crispy, uh, crispy, clean and, and fresh. So, you know, I appreciate them for sure. So you mentioned like grandma, mom, everybody, you mentioned the fit <laughs> for this weekend. Did you, people have input on this? Was this just your choice? How'd you go through the process of picking out the outfit? Oh, no, this is, I was, I was inspired by, you know, a great, a great player, um, that is from Ohio and seeing his draft suit and kind of mix it up a little bit in my head. And, um, but yeah, it, I, I would say it came from me. So wait, who's the player that inspired you then? Is this a secret? Can you tell us what do we got here? Uh, it's a secret. It's a secret. Is it? So it's going to be obvious to everyone who sees it when they're listening to this and they see your outfit, they're going to know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Most, uh, I kind of put my little flair on it, but you know, they should, they should kind of, Get the gist. Okay. All right. There we go. We're looking forward to that. Um, all right, Jackson, before we let you out of here, I need your best Ryan Day story. We all see him on the outside. What are you going to remember about Ryan Day leaving Ohio State that left an impression on you? Man, Coach Day, a little – I don't think a lot of people know this. Maybe – I think maybe his his friends and his circle do. But, man, I've seen him – I've seen him two-on-two basketball game and, and – and like to score up for real. really, you know, very surprised. Steph Curry corner threes, you know, very surprising. You know, he can he can move a little bit. So, you know, I'm gonna remember. I'm 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 gonna remember those games. You know, in the Woody. Playing. Did you get Did you get out on the court with him? Yeah, I got out on the court with him. Got out on the court with him. Now, I, you heard Paul George, I don't know, not too long ago, saying yeah. he thinks it'd be easier for basketball players to come play football than the other way around. Do you agree? I might agree with that. I might agree with that. Basketball is a hard sport. You got to be tall. You got to be, those guys are tall. And like you said, if you can't shoot, it's really over for you. And um, football, yeah, I think, I think the basketball players, I can hoop though. That's all I know. Okay. All right. So you're making, you're making sure that doesn't apply to I can, you. I can hoop. 
you know, but for everybody else, you know, they're on their own. All right, no one else get it twisted. The guy can the guy can hoop, the guy can play in cold weather, and he's going to be clean and smell fresh heading into draft night. So, Jackson, man, we appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck and congratulations on all the success, man. Look yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Guys, so the big question coming off that is, whose suit do we think he's paying homage to? We were Googling during the break here, and LeBron James went with an all-white suit on draft night. But, Charlotte, you may have hit the winner. Well, I don't know. When he said a a former Ohio, or the way you phrased it, it made me think of a former Buckeye. I I thought, too. And I was like, well, Zeke Elliott's fit with the crop top was Mm. so iconic. If he goes with the crop top, that's really telling Green Bay, I'm ready for you. I, I would love to be able to wear a crop. If I if I had abs, I'd never wear a shirt. I've said that many times. You've never but, worn a crop top? Uh, no. You don't need abs to wear a crop top, yeah, you, buddy. you can wear a crop top. Oh, I know oh. I can, but I don't want to look disgusting. Mike, don't ever do it. I've don't, already I'll done mock, it. Well, Mike well, does I'm it sure, regularly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I've mocked you then for it. <laughs> no, because I look great. It's about confidence, man. I have the abs of confidence. No, no, no. <laughs> confidence is different than looking great. You can be confident to wear it and think you look good, but then others will look at you and let you know the truth that you look horrible. I don't know. Oh. A lot of people at Cisco Brewery on Nantucket <laughs> looked at me, and they were like it. Well, how drunk were you? Uh, very. Okay. I had had a know, lot of froze. I once ran, like literally ran into Bill Belichick at Cisco Brewers. It was the most on-brand thing that's ever happened to me. Really? Yeah. And how'd that go? Uh, well, he was smiling. And okay. it was the only time I've seen him smile for longer than like five seconds. Well, so you know how to get him at a brewery, a brewery or talking on lacrosse? Nantucket drinking, and yeah. he was wearing an Andover lacrosse Well, sweatshirt. there you go. Oh, that, that's, wow. that's it. Those are, the two, cut off. those are the two things I got is what suit was he going to wear? And then back to that question, because I remember being on Twitter a while ago, basketball players becoming football players easier than football players becoming basketball players. And as hard as it is for a former football player here, I think I would agree. That the I basketball know. players could could make it over onto the football field. It hurts because we want to call them soft and remind them that if someone put their helmet screws into their chest, they're probably going down yeah. in a crumpled heap. But they're the best athletes. They are, and it is really tough. Like to get a shot when you go seeing a football game down on the field at full speed is oh. jarring. <clears throat> seeing yes. the speed and ferocity of the hits, but seeing basketball height and length on the court and the way they move at that size to also, me is incredible. Taking a charge, not too yeah. different from yeah. get, I mean, you don't even you don't have pads on. It's not this quite the same speed, and, but And listen, the game of as much as they want to say it's different today, the game of basketball is still a very physical game, but man, you do go back to my era when I was playing in the basketball. Days. <laughs> 
I mean, it was it was literally football on the basketball court. <laughs> oh. you, if you had an open lane to the basket, which is what you, you guys basically ground. did when you yes. were in college playing football anyway. When you would go practice indoors, you guys would pack. Oh, didn't you get issued Chuck Taylors no. to go practice issued Chuck indoors? Taylors to go indoors and go full go? No. Yeah. Yep, kept the pads on. We were on a regular floor, and we'd have our Chuck Taylors, and we'd go full go. One-on-ones, everything. Everything. So, that's, so not safe. that's not safe at all. 80s no. college football was essentially 90s NBA basketball. Yeah, exactly 80s right. college yes. football was Hoosiers. Yeah. Let's bring this Are full you circle. Because <laughs> I know somehow yeah, you were mocking yeah, me. Yeah, no, never. In, in our mock draft yesterday, Jackson went 12th to Houston. So we'll see. We'll see where he ends up going. I do like him. I, I think he's an excellent. I was happy he was nicked up a little bit in the Notre Dame game, even though we didn't win that game. But, yeah, uh, did I mean, he that, that, that dude, dude's a player. In a year where the wide receiver class is not getting as many glowing reviews because so many of the guys at the top of this, you know, Josh Downs coming out of North Carolina, Zay Flowers of right. Boston College, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, all slot guys. Quentin Johnston out of TCU, really the only the guy vegan, yeah. talked about as an outside receiver in this first-round class. Jackson Smith and Jigba and that season he had in a wide receiver room where Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, the eventual offensive rookie of the year, both lived there and he's the most productive. Pretty scary thought for everyone getting the chance to draft him at the top of this draft. Coming up next, though, let's talk about another future NFL hopeful who made a very shocking reveal about his college career choice. Next. All right, our thanks to Jackson Smith and Jigba for hanging out with us today. Um, everyone, make sure, again, you check out our draft stream tonight. DraftKings mm -hmm. doing a live draft show for the first-round coverage. Me, all of you guys going to be a part of that. The folks at VEASAN, folks here at DraftKings on all of their social streams, YouTube streams. Going to be a great time. Excited to watch people change their lives, make life-changing sums of money. It's fantastic. In the meantime, we want to send people off with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to finish off the day. And this one broke while we yeah. were recording. Really mm -hmm. sad news. Uh, Jerry Springer, the longtime talk show host and former politician, passed away at the age of 79 today. And a 27-year run of one of the most well-known, in some people's estimation, infamous talk shows it was a staple of the sick day for kids that grew mm -hmm. up Charlotte of our age. But, Dad, <laughs> I, I mean, someone that you saw the entirety of that career play out over real time. So when I first started morning radio, first started at ESPN, it wasn't me and Greeny. It was me and Tony Bruno. And Tony and I did a show in Chicago on his set one morning for our for our show. Wow. And got to hang out with him and stuff. That was great. We, we had a ball. But what a life. This guy was the mayor of Cincinnati in the late 70s. I forgot he hosted America's Got Talent for a couple of years and did a show. We all know Judge Judy. He did a show that was Judge Jerry for a while as well. He was he was running the gamut on everything. I think I think Jerry was a guy who saw what television was going to become. Yeah. We didn't yet have the reality show format of live with people, follow them around, right. but he did know that real people reacting in real time whether it was the judge show or what eventually became like the Jerry. Yeah. I mean that oh, was like yeah. iconic. That was iconic for our childhood and I feel like that was such a prescient he, w he was really onto something. He was. And listen, I know a lot of people want to act like that was the beginning of the end of like yeah. decorum on right, live right, TV. Right, right, right. There's always been some version of people willing to wade through that muck. But what this birthed, I mean, was it uh, Steve? Uh, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, Wilkes, I think it was. His yeah. security his guy, guard from the show, show got his own show. Yeah. Maury right. Povich, another offshoot yeah. of this, known right. for the paternity test. So <laughs> this was a staple. I remember during training camp, these were the shows during two-a-days. We would all sit around in the locker room and put up on the TV 
screens and just binge while we were trying to oh, put our minds listen, on anything. But it was football. great. He'd get that that controversy going, then a fight would break out. He would just back off and in comes Steve. You know, it worked pretty well. He's his net worth is sixty million dollars. So you know, yeah. From from that standpoint, I would say it, it worked well for him. Uh, a staple for so many people. So rest in peace to yep. the late Jerry Springer. A really unfortunate, sad news uh, here on a Thursday. Uh, no easy transition. We will get to that and talk about Arch Manning. We're talking about all yeah. these draft picks, obviously, coming from one of football's first families, beginning his freshman year and going through his first spring at the University of Texas. And this story came out the other day for Pro Football Talk. Steve Sarkeesian, their head coach, said that he's already been there, isn't taking any money for his name, image, and likeness. He said everybody's under the assumption that it was an NIL deal for him to come to the University of Texas. It absolutely was not. He's taken zero money from an NIL perspective. Charlotte, do you buy this? Uh, maybe on a delay. Maybe he hasn't taken it yet, but he has a deal that will kick in once he starts playing um, more. Right? I, I, like, I find, yes. What about, like, the sentiment that he wouldn't no. take money until he was a starter? This idea that he I, wants to earn it, quote unquote. I hate it. I think it's garbage. I think it's a really holier than thou position to take from someone whose family is so rich that they don't have to. It's like, oh, how nice for you. Yeah. Like, wouldn't we all love that to be able to like not need anything it's not even about the nil but the fact that they're touting this is like he came here from the purity of heart i'm like we're all we're past that we're not doing that anymore yeah i listen i, I agree it, it, it sounds good and all that and, and there'll be two sides it's those that say oh what a great moment and those that say well his family has money so he yeah. doesn't need the nil so he's going to get it eventually it was kind of like but, but what made me think of it uh the comparison was Patrick Mahomes, sure. when he was a first-rounder in Kansas City, he did no marketing. He was offered to be a promotion, promote different products, and he said, I'm not going to do it until I'm a starter. He was an Alex Smith, started that mm -hmm. first year he was there. So he waited until he would now. He was already drafted and getting money, so he had that, just like we know the family has money. And, and there's the classic line of when somebody says to Arch, well, you're rich, you know, he could say, no, my parents are rich, sure. you know, and, and, and that's fine. But... He still is access to it, I'm sure, and it's accessible to him. For those that go to college and don't have the money, I guarantee you you're not hearing that line. No, <laughs> I, I would agree, and I wouldn't begrudge him for taking it, right? No, like, I wouldn't at all. That's what I was going to say. Absolutely not. You should take yes. it. Like, get money while yep. you can from yep. football. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a nice sentiment that a lot of people will latch on, but I think that's an unrealistic expectation to ask for most people. I can appreciate because some people might say maybe he doesn't want the distraction Right. Until he's doing that. We know with a lot of these NIL collective deals, we don't necessarily know what deliverables there are. It's not as simple as the transaction-based ones where you do got to go out and actually right. hoof it on behalf of a company or go out and be a spokesperson at certain places. But I can understand that. I mean, Dad, you remember my rookie year at Pittsburgh, I got asked to be a part of a campaign with Gillette right. that yeah. was pretty involved. And looking back on it, there's part of me, it was a good payout at that time. It was more money than I had ever seen personally. Right, right. But I look back, and even though I had gotten clearance from the team I was on in Pittsburgh, at the time, part of me wonders, like, man, was that a little bit more than I needed at that point right, as I right, was trying yeah. to go through things? It was a not all money is good money situation, yep. even though at the time, I'm 22 and someone's offering me X on a paper, it was pretty hard to say no to. I, I do understand it from the standpoint of that position, he's going to be the leader of that team and maybe doesn't want the, the spotlight doesn't deserve to be on me or belong to be on me until I'm the starter and that would be a distraction. I could see that. Again, a position we've never been no, in. No, exactly. No, so there's part of me that, that I'm sure in his mind could say, it's coming, I'm going to get it, it's going to be there, I'm not going to be the, the, have the spotlight on me just yet. I would say in general, 
you're not bad if you're taking that money before you're on the field because you're always worth what someone's willing to pay you. And we're finding out for college players right now that's a lot more than we expected. Last one quick here. There was a story in USA Today on a man doing a 100-day McDonald's challenge. 57-year-old man named Kevin Maganis has for the last now 66 days been eating only McDonald's for three meals a day. He buys three meals, eats half of them at each juncture, and has lost weight and improved a lot of his vitals. Charlotte, if you had one fast food restaurant you could eat for 100 days, what would it be? Does Dunkin' Donuts count? Sure. Yeah, I think that well, counts. I guess being from Boston, yeah. it's not yeah. I mean, you basically I would have anyway. a bacon, egg, and cheese for every meal. On an English muffin. The impressive thing about this, me and your mother have been following this one for a while uh, now, is because the first thing I said to her is, I hope he got his blood work done before and then after. And he did, and he posts it. A lot of his blood work is actually better. It's actually better than when he started this thing. So have at it, baby. We have no idea what he was eating before. Is no, that, that, that is yeah. true. That By is the true. way, the correct answer is Taco Bell, if you're looking for <laughs> oh, the most variety in the spice of life. We hope you enjoyed this variety. Check out our draft show. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a five-star rating. And check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Thanks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Boom. Money in the bank.